Okay, so episode number 29 of the Evolve podcast. Now, today's guest, we've got Tim Davies of Tim Davies Fitness. Uh, and Tim is also a coach at Switch Gym and Switch Academy in Hayward Teeth. So, first off, Tim, how are we doing? Yeah, good, mate. Not too bad. You well? I'm good. I'm good. Holding up all right throughout the chaos in the world. At the <laughs> good, good. Literally every morning, I've got to pinch myself. And like, you wake up and you think, is this happening? Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. Absolutely yeah, it's not a dream. <laughs> or a nightmare. No. So, right. We're not going to go into the obvious. <laughs> we're going to discuss the topic of muscle building on this episode. Uh-huh. Now, Tim won't admit this because he's a humble guy, but Tim has been chasing the gains over the years. Um, and he's a big lad. Tim, come on. You've got to, you've got to admit that, right? I wouldn't say I'm a big lad, mate, but I'm larger than I used to be. We'll, we'll put it go. that way. We'll take that. Told you. Tim's a humble guy. But so the reason why I wanted to get Tim on this episode is me and Tim, how, when did we first, I'm just trying to think back when we first sort of met, when I first came into Switch. It must be a good couple of years ago now. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. About that. Yeah. So me and Tim have a lot of conversations in the gym environment. Um, we both obviously study a lot, been in, in the industry a long time. Um, and often, like I've said before, with these podcast episodes, the big reason why I want to do them is because we often have a lot of conversations. And then we walk away thinking, wouldn't it be great if people could have listened in on that one? Because we threw a few things around, um, put a lot of perspective on things. And in this episode, we're going to go down the rabbit hole um, with muscle building. Now, I know you do as well as, as myself, Tim. We get a lot of guys come to us looking to, to build muscle tissue. Um, and yeah. essentially, you know, that is, that's coming from somewhere. You know, these guys want to improve their confidence. Um, you know, all right, they may have certain sports that they want to excel in. But most of the guys, I think you'd agree, are coming to us because, you know, they want to improve their confidence, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, a lot of young lads have that, have that goal in mind. Just like ourselves, Matt. I'd say when we first started training, I played a bit of sport when I was younger, a bit of basketball and stuff, and that was a reason for improving my performance and stuff. But yeah, realistically, it was for confidence was was a main driver of, of why I started the gym. 100%. I mean, we talked on previous episodes with, I mean, me and Nick spoke about this uh, on a previous episode about, you know, we've all come from a certain place mentally. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've said this before, I certainly wasn't, I, was, I wasn't a big guy. So I'm still not a big guy now, but over the years I've built some tissue. And, you know, yeah. the reason why I started was because, and generally, I wanted to I wanted to feel good in my clothes, I wanted to feel confident in my skin, and that confidence would unlock the ability for me to to do more, to talk to more people, particularly girls. I'm not going to dance around it. It yep. did involve <laughs> the females. Um, no shame in admitting that either. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and you know, it, it definitely came from a place of low self-esteem and, and low low levels of confidence. And mm. you know, so many guys that we work with, we can instantly relate. Um, and guys come to us in different positions. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about you know, a little bit of this in more detail. But when you get a guy come to you, Tim, and they say, look, I want to build muscle tissue. You know, what is the first thing you are looking at before you start writing their plans? OK, so one of the first things I'm looking at in, in, in terms of uh, before I even start writing their plans, is just asking all about them and all about their lifestyle. You know, how often can they train? What's their diet like? Have they ever tracked a calorie? Do, do they know the basics and, and, and do they understand sort of fundamental principles? And then from there, you can sort of start to dissect where they've been going wrong, possibly, uh, and then look towards where you can help them. Because even if we write a great program, if you follow the best program in the world, it's not going to work unless your diet's on point, you know, and, unless you're sleeping right, unless you're recovering correctly. All these sort of things that us coaches talk about. 
they're so important to get in place first and and then you start to look at perhaps their technique and how they've been going wrong with that in the past as well and yeah from there it's quite easy to see where people have been going wrong in the past I think. 100% um, and and I always say it's like two sides of the coin I mean obviously there's more factors there I mean you touched upon a few of them there sleep stress etc but two sides of the coin generally we've got the stimulus we've got the sparking the growth and repair you know the physical activity that we perform in the gym and then we've got the nutrition side of things you know we need to be doing the right things of our nutrition in order to build to grow and repair that muscle mm-hmm. tissue so you know if we look at it very very simply there are kind of two sides to the coin and a few other things again surrounding that but what do you find that is the most quite common like if you were to put all your chips on one side to sure. say this is the biggest issue is it the train or is it the nutrition you see more issues with? Oh, that's such a tough question. It's <laughs> such a tough one. So if I had to put a bet on which one's really holding them back, which one would it be? Yeah. Oh, I honestly can't answer that, Matt. <laughs> that's a real tough one. I thought you'd like that one. So, I mean, this is, this is kind of the answer I was looking for. I mean, it does kind of go both ways. Yeah. And often you find, let's be honest, it is both yeah. for, for most guys. And especially for um, younger guys, I'd say. Okay, so if we're looking at younger guys then, um, from personal experience I just wasn't eating enough to grow and and no matter how good my training was I wasn't personally eating enough calories with the amount of sport the level of activity I was I was doing at the time to put on any muscle I was going to get stronger of course but in terms of actually gaining size you, you do need food so I guess looking at younger guys that's often a thing that I find I don't know about yourself Matt is you know they're into sport they're, they're doing a lot they're moving a lot um, if they're not eating enough, then that's always going to hold them back. Um, so that, that's a really common thing. But you look at their training, and that also needs a lot of work as well. So in terms of putting bets on the stuff, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it is a tough one. And you generally find it there is something to address in both areas. It's not like there is one big glowing area. And you know, th- this is we. I mean, generally, were you a quite a lean? You obviously found it hard to grow tissue when you were younger. But were you a pretty lean guy? Struggled to put. Yeah, I've, I've always had a very. Uh, like yeah slender physique let's say I've always been involved in a lot of sport and stuff so my calorie expenditure is probably through the roof as, as a teenager um, and ate relatively well um, which is quite a broad term isn't it but always had fairly you know balanced diet at home um, which is fine but just the quantities weren't enough and that, that, that was the biggest thing I needed to improve and sort of just slowly building my appetite up and, and building that up yeah. And and this is a really key point as well, because we often get guys come to us that are, are very lean um, and you can kind of look at their health and go, right, yeah, I can start pushing this, this guy's food up. We can start, um, you know, doing a, a lot quite early. But then there are a lot of guys that come to us. I'm sure I certainly do. And you have the same that, you know, they are carrying quite a lot of body fat. Okay, yeah. And when they can come straight to you and say, look, I want to build tissue. And, and they very much think that that's the that's the only track to their their desired physique straight into the muscle growth. So do you often have conversations with guys about um, bringing them kind of back to basics and saying, look, we may need to work you through a phase of getting leaner first before we push. Yeah. hundred percent agree. If you're already, um, you know, in a, in a position of body fat percentage, which isn't that favorable for building muscle, you can't then start gaining phases as you just said. Uh, So yeah, definitely um, a small, short and sharp phase of um, losing some body fat first. Is really beneficial and it just sets you up nicely then to be in a surplus for a long time uh, and it's a more optimal position to gain muscle as I'm sure you'd agree. 100% and, and, and there's a lot of I'm not going to go into the depths of this and, and we don't pretend to be super experts in this area but there are some hormonal things that go off when your body fat is higher sure. 
you could argue there's potentially compromised digestion in place here, sure. you know, and things at deep cellular levels may not be working as well. So it's almost like kind of servicing a car before you want to take it for a ragging. You know, you want to have a look at how the body's functioning first. What environment is it in before you start to drive up food? If you're getting someone to eat upwards of 3,000 calories a day and they have compromised digestion from chronic stress, or you know, it's not the best shout for that time until you get on top. So, yeah, and I think another big topic to discuss as well is that a lot of guys, when you want to go on a muscle tissue building phase and you're carrying a lot of body fat, psychologically, when you are training, you've got to kind of overcome that whole, I can't see these muscles really contracting and working in the mirror. Yeah. Um, there's no real great visual feedback when we're pumping our arms and shoulders and chest. Um, and I think that's not talked about enough. You know, the psychological element to putting body fat on and, and not having the visual, visually pleasing sort of motivation, yeah, if that makes definitely. sense. No, it's, it's very difficult, I think. Yeah, I think a, a lot of guys struggle with that, especially if they come from a leaner phase or if they were bigger initially, then sort of cut down. They get attached to liking that leaner physique. And then when it comes to actually that period of time where you are looking to gain and build, they find it difficult to detach themselves away from the abs and stuff. So, yeah, when you start to see body fat coming on, as you said, you don't see the muscles as much because they're covered in layers of body fat. But this is required, unfortunately, in the long term. Uh, to, to put on size so yeah it definitely can it's be a, it's an investment definitely it can be a difficult mental battle for a lot of guys and uh, that is something yeah commonly i've seen in the past is uh yeah people struggling to allow themselves to put on the necessary weight and eat the necessary food to to get where they want to be in the long term yeah and con- consistent consistently is the key word there because i mean we can all do things you know, for a few yeah. days and stick to it quite nicely. But, you know, can you consist? I mean, people think the dieting is that, but I, I would say, I mean, from my personal experience as well, I mean, I've, I've never invested long periods of time in caloric surpluses sure. because again, I've, I've battled yeah. with that, you know, as soon as I don't feel as lean, pull the yeah. plug, you know, and question what matters more to yeah. me. Um, I, I'm guilty of that. So, you know, we very much have to sort of look at the psychological end. But ultimately, I know it sounds, I, I know this might sound a bit demotivating, but even at elite levels of bodybuilding, you kind of, for some, a lot of guys, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't, because they either get really lean and they go, right, I want to be bigger now. I want to be yeah. tissue on. <laughs> even your Phil Heaths, your Ronnie Coleman's, your Schwarzeneggers, I guarantee every single one of them, if you had them in a room, would say, yeah, I wanted bigger calves. I wanted a bigger oh, chest. Of course. You know, nobody, nobody's the finished freaking article. No, no, even the best ever. Yeah, I, I'm sure they would have been very critical of their own physiques and, and wanted more in this area and that area for sure. Absolutely. And we get that as coaches. You know, we, we have our bar set to a certain point um, and, we, and we sort of think yeah, we're at a certain stage now and we know where we want to get to. And then someone comes along and goes, you know, what are you doing? You look great. And we're like, no, we kind of don't want to hear that. <laughs> we, we sort of want to hear the opposite Yeah, of definitely. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think certainly you know, the difficulty is, is that it's either get really lean um, and then like you quite rightly said, it's then that, that fear factor of if I start increasing my food, I'm instantly going to start holding more water. I'm going to look a bit more fluffy. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's kind of missing that lean look. And then obviously when you're building muscles. Oh, sorry, Matt, you've cut. At the most beautiful of times um so yeah, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't you know you're either getting yeah. big and you're like oh no I'm, I'm not lean enough or you get lean and oh i'm not big enough so you've almost got to kind of forget about it haven't you if we sort of yeah. look at it like you do you just forget about it sounds corny but the whole phrase of trust the process does hold a lot of truth i think and um it sounds a bit cheesy but it is true you do have to trust the process and if you are looking to to gain size over a long period of time 
you do just have to trust that it's going on there as long as your performance is going up in the gym you're getting stronger in certain lifts you're progressing your food gaining a little bit of body weight you have to trust that that will lead to good things in the future when you come to diet down again Absolutely. And I mean, that was my next question was really is what are the signs we're looking for? Because we can't run ourselves through a DEXA scan every week unless no. you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> we can't run ourselves through through body scans every week. And, you know, a lot of them are very unreliable. They work on hydration or bioelectrical impedance testers. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people obsess over the numbers. But ultimately, like you said there, if we were to summarize the things we're looking for, we go increase the strength in the gym. So in, gen- in general, you know, you're going to know if your lifts have progressed. And this is another little topic we're going to dive into a little bit, but yeah. progressively overloading within the realms of execution and sure. you know, keeping tension on that muscle mechanical tension. But essentially we're looking to be getting stronger. Um, and obviously our weight is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's interesting to, it'd be interesting to see what you say to clients when they say, what should I be looking to gain every month? You know, what is a reasonable gain? It's quite sure. a difficult question to answer sometimes. It is. I think a good rough place to start is about 1% of their body weight per month. Um, and that's going to yeah. obviously be a slightly less, slightly more than the individual. For beginners, you could probably get away with slightly more. Uh, and then the more advanced you get, slightly less. I mean, when you've been you know, training in the gym and good training for a number of years, as a natural athlete, the level of muscle you'll be putting on is very small, unfortunately. So, you know, with that comes slower weight gains. Uh, but if you're a newbie and if, if you're new to the gym, make the most of newbie gains and uh, and think to potentially progress your body weight up a little bit faster. Not by much. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't never go any more than sort of two percent uh, if you're over body weight per month. But about one to one point five percent is roughly um, a, a good place to start looking. As long as, as we said, you know, your execution is great in movements and your strength is going up. I mean, if your performance isn't changing, and, and you're not getting stronger and your body weight is progressing, then I probably would slow things down a little bit and start to look at making sure your performance is, is where it should be. Awesome. Um, and, and generally, you know, other little markers, I mean, if you're taking photos frequently, because a lot of the time we can be, we can get trapped in our own heads and we can convince ourselves that we're actually, you know, falling really far, but oh my God, there's too much body fat going on. And when you look at photos, you go, actually, I'm actually not that bad. Definitely. But in your own head every day, you're sort of looking um, and you can end up being your worst enemy psychologically sometimes. Like Absolutely, that. yeah. I think a lot of guys, as we as mentioned, like when they see their body weight creeping up, they just completely see that as fat gain. And actually, as you said, when you look at progress pictures, hopefully after a couple of months, you don't see that much of a change in fat gain and body composition, but you do see slightly yeah. more, more size coming on. Uh, so it's just trying not to let the the scales get in your head in a negative way and just use it as a tool to assess progress rather than yeah. how fat or whatever you are. And, and another thing that we get asked a lot is, can you build muscle tissue and lose body fat at the same time? And I think you'd agree that's quite a big one. People want the holy grail. They yeah. want both at yeah. the same time. And, and I, I always describe it to people saying, it's kind of like running against the hurricane force wind. You know, you <laughs> might make a little bit of progress in that respect, but you'll eventually you get blown back because if we look at the absolute basics, again, really putting things in perspective, we're either going to be in a surplus or a deficit. I mean, to stay at maintenance, there's a big question mark there because you can't diagnose the body and exactly what calorie went in and what your body did. We yeah. can't diagnose the body to that extreme. So then there's a the question mark around 
how much of a surplus do you go with to secure that surplus to you know make sure that you're in that anabolic environment so some guys will push up say 500 odd calories above what their um, maintenance target would be mm. um and and they'll secure that but others will be a bit more cautious and maybe go up to 300 but would they potentially be losing days without knowing it so there's a big question mark around that and again that yeah. comes down to how well you'll deal with that yeah absolutely yeah it's a bit of a trade-off isn't it you can you can sort of the whole term lean gains or lean bulking or whatever is often basically. Just... Di- I don't know if it still is now, but certainly dirty bulking was the big phrase. <laughs> when, uh, when I'm sure that's still going around in, in certain circles of friends. Yeah. Um, you, know it. you might be, yeah, you might be maximizing your muscle gain, but you're also maximizing your fat gain with that as well, which is not what we want. <laughs> so um, I'd never recommend a dirty bulk to anyone, but yeah, it, it's difficult, isn't it? And, and it depends how much, you're willing to put on some guys are better at dealing with holding more body fat and in the long run they might actually make more progress with that as long as they're you know mentally capable of sort of dealing with that but I think for most people having a slightly smaller surplus is a safer bet uh staying staying in better body composition trying to be in a consistent surplus it's enough calories that your performance is going to increase because the extra energy you're able to have during training um so yeah tough balance though and essentially, and I mean, if you want to put eight weeks on your cutting phase or dieting phase or whatever you want to call it, you go ahead and do that. But I don't know about you, but I'd much rather have a 16 week dieting <laughs> phase. Yeah. And that's the other thing, yeah, how much are you ready to commit for in a, in a cutting phase when it does come to diet down? If you don't mind doing 16, 20 weeks, then okay, you know, perhaps it doesn't matter if you gain a bit more body fat. But yeah, if you don't, yeah. if you don't want a long cutting phase, then you have to keep your body in check. And I think that's the other point is that it's the fear that the cut might never come. <laughs> we spend so long in the tissue growth. It's like, oh my God, like I've built some muscle tissue, but the thought of dieting now is scaring the life out of me. So maybe I sort of stop here. And, so. and that's been me for so long, mate, honestly. This is the first, this is the first year I've had, I'll be doing a proper cut. Um, so for you could, the last seven years of training, I've never really <laughs> done one. <laughs> But this is the thing, and I've said this to you, like not to blow smoke up your ass, but just, you know, you've invested a long period of time on focusing on growth, getting strong. And I mean, you are freaking strong. I mean, you spoke the other day, obviously your numbers aren't what they were, but you wouldn't expect them to be if you're not training specifically for that. Mm. But, you know, you've got big numbers on a lot of your lifts, um, obviously grown a lot of tissue. Yeah. I know you'll say, yeah, no, I'm not where I want to be. Of course you're not. None of us are. But the point is, is that I said to you, because you've invested so long doing what you've been doing, when you do lean down, your physique's going to look great. I mean, I, well, last time I got really lean, I ended up at about 70 kilos. Right. Now, you're going to be nowhere near that with the amount of muscle tissue you've got. And your physique is, of course, going to look much more. There's going to be much more muscle mass there, of course, on a tight, lean frame. And you'll look awesome. Whereas a lot of guys that <laughs> try and go for these short phases, it, you know, it's difficult to go, oh, I'm not big enough. It's like, right, well, maybe just take a couple of years mm. of just growing and now then come back down rather than jumping between goals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know if it's luck or what, but I'm glad I've spent the time I have investing in sort of gaining and putting on size and trying to progress like numbers and stuff and and getting some big lists because yeah, I'd have definitely been wasting a lot of time I think if I'd have been trying to stay lean. Luck, you know, as I said, luckily that hasn't really been much of an importance for me because I actually came from a a very skinny frame. I'm almost scared to get back to that skinny look, so I, I have a probably slightly different 
uh, fear compared to a lot of guys. A lot of guys want to keep hold of their abs. I'm okay not having abs. I just want to be <laughs> bigger and fuller. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why I haven't dieted down properly in a long time, just because I'm not overly that fussed by it. Um, so. And that, that that's a big, big reason why it, I thought it'd be such a good thing for us to kind of get together and have a chat because we are quite different in the way that I yeah. I certainly have been very intimidated by not being really lean, yeah. not being lean. I mean, not really lean, but, you know, I have been intimidated by that. And, you know, we're very different in terms of you've made that investment. I haven't. Now, I've accrued some tissue over the Definitely. years, luckily, from having days that have compiled from being in surpluses and um, as I've learned a bit more about training. Mm. But certainly, I mean, I'm nowhere near with, I don't have the amount of muscle tissue you have because I haven't invested solely in that pro and i think any lad that's listening to this now thinking yeah i'm kind of like matt like i'm scared of of putting too much body fat on and as a result i've only grown a bit over the last few years you've got to kind of weigh up essentially which type of person you are you know are you psychologically on board with you know the way you've been and i'm not too worried about not having abs and investing tissue growth knowing that that phase will come Mm. or are you a bit more like me where you're going to have to take a lot slower gains over a lot longer period of time and essentially you're trying to kind of get lucky in that respect Mm. Um, I mean, I'm 31 and started training when I was like 17, 18 years sure. old. Um, but had I have gone straight down the muscle tissue growth route, where would I have been in sort of just a five year period? Yeah, you know? definitely. So, two different approaches. Definitely. And there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, I think, to that as well. Like, you know, your approach isn't wrong and my, you know, my approach isn't wrong necessarily. It's just the way it's gone, isn't it, really? And I, I bet you wouldn't, you don't regret anything you've done necessarily. And I, I'd say the same for me. So it just depends, isn't it? Yeah, if you, Absolutely if, if you are a younger guy looking at it, just have to have a think what do you want to achieve or where do you want to be in five years time if you want to be leaner throughout that whole period that's fine but you've got to accept you might gain less muscle mass if you do want to be as big as you possibly can then that's going to come along with possibly being you know slightly have more body fat on you for that period of time so it's just what you want as an individual isn't it really do you want to be leaner over that time or or do you want to really invest and, and get as big as you can 100% 100% and that's why I've got so much respect for bodybuilders that do this year in year out you know they have that solid mindset and that real concrete belief that I'm going to go through my off season yeah. I'm going to look to grow and and know with full confidence that they're going to be able to diet that yeah. off and you know but if you have got that doubt essentially your mindset is going to govern where you go kind of thing in that respect. yeah definitely mad respect to them so we're not going to go on for too much longer because no. I knew this would probably happen and me and you would nail out like a 45-minute podcast. <laughs> but the one thing I did want to touch on, and we, we spoke about this a lot, is when we talk about mechanical tension, when we talk about keeping the load and the tension on that muscle fiber throughout the extremity, you know, we have to cut a very fine balance between the load and what you can actually control through that muscle fiber sure um and it's a difficult balance to strike yeah i'd say this is the hardest balance in training actually is is that sort of grip and rip mentality of just get a big load and just just pull it or push it or whatever and actually execute movements properly and you know make sure you are hitting all the muscle fibers want to be hitting It's it's a very hard balance to get right Absolutely. And, and we, we have spoken about this in a lot of depth and there is a lot of depth to it. I mean, there are there is so many things that you know, I know we've both been learning recently and you get to a certain point, you think, wow, just when you think that you've kind of covered a good amount of ground, you realise just how many more things <laughs> yeah. need to be covered. There's a lot of and, smart guys you know, out we there talk about... ready to make us feel stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. And the stupid thing is, I'm planning to get a few of them on my podcast, so that'd be fun. <laughs> but... 
the, the, the point the point is is that we, we have to look at, at tension we have to look at you know what weight can be controlled through the target muscle yeah. if you're trying to grow then that needs to be the focus and you know there are phases where you want to move the biggest weight from a to b like as, as phase where you want to lift as much as you can strength phase and that's awesome you know there's a lot to be said for those phases but if the goal is hypertrophy yeah. and we really want to look at growing tissue you know we have to look at not just choosing the weight correctly and and um say like not it, it's kind of like you know that like you could throw up i mean let's say you could throw up 50 55 kilo dumbbells for multiple reps right not quite but, but yeah. if you had a gun <laughs> well okay i've seen you chuck them up but all right at the moment let's say maybe what 20s <laughs> no, anyway the, the point is is that you could pick up a heavy dumbbells and throw them from a to b yeah. but if you had a gun to your head and somebody said can you really feel this in your chest, for example, through the extremity of the movement? You probably answer no. Yeah. But you take that weight down 30, 40%, the, diff- the story will be very, very different. Sure, definitely, yeah. And, and for me, actually, back movements have been a great example of that. Um, and I, th- I think you see it's a lot as well. Pressing movements I don't actually find so much trouble with in terms of contracting the muscle and feeling it. I, that's just the way I've always been. Perhaps I'm just naturally better at executing those movements. But back movements, well, I found it so difficult. And even now, I'm nowhere near where I want to be execution-wise on, on doing that. Of course, I can move load. I can move quite a few plates aside on certain machines. But if I really want to feel it where I want to feel it, I have to really reduce that um, by quite a bit, definitely. Absolutely. And again, we have talked, spoken about this a lot and, and there's certain ways that you can structure your program. This is why we do what we do as coaches and we're always learning and, and, and developing our knowledge as much as we can, learning from the best because we know that equipment set up, you know, again, we're not going to go into this stuff, but looking at the strength profiles and looking at the, the machine yeah. setups to make sure that that load is being moved in the most favorable sure. position. Um, for, for what you're trying to achieve. And I know that I've seen on your social media platforms, you'll break down things like, um, the um uh, the like romanian deadlifts but you'll also then look at things like the um the cable uh, glute pull throughs and movements like <laughs> that and we'll look logically about how these movements work yeah. and it's not saying you know, oh you're a terrible person for doing this you just need a bit of the education sure. to look at how that muscle works with where the joints are and where that line the lines yep. of force are so if you want to learn more then the platforms are there you know you've got a fantastic platform for that um, you know, the, obviously the muscle mentors guys that I know both of us follow, um, th- there's a lot of great information out so there much. that will just help you to cut through the yeah. bullshit and make the most out of your Yeah, movements. absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more there, Matt. The muscle mentors especially are fantastic guys and I've looked a lot into their, uh, yeah, their mechanics work and you can take an awful lot from that, definitely. So in short, guys, you know, just to summarize, we wanted to just go in a little bit into the depths of when you are lifting weights to grow tissue. Let's just not always think about weight. Progressive overload is key. There are multiple avenues to that. But we need to look at our machine setups. We need to look at the weight that we can move through that load, keeping tension on the target muscle at all times. And if you want to learn more about that, I mean, obviously, this is why I got you on today, Tim, because every podcast episode I do with the coaches that I speak with, I want to get your um, platforms out there. So you're on Instagram, yep. of course. You're not on Facebook as far as I know, but certainly people can find you on Instagram. Yep, they right? can. Yeah, Tinder is fitness. Simple. Awesome. Right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm not quite sure who I've got on next. I've got two or three people I'm talking to at the moment. But um, Tim, thank you ever so much no for worries, coming Matt. on, buddy. Pleasure. Really appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you all on the next episode. <laughs>